This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 533, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 6th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 533. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, December the 6th. Recording this on, of course, a very timely December 14th. Um, So... Uh, let's just talk quickly. So on December the 6th, a lot of books came out. Um, the books I will not be chatting about here include uh, Bane Conquest, which I'm still enjoying. It's actually quite an interesting series as it goes on. Um, it's ostensibly a Bane ongoing, but only for 12 issues, which is kind of like a lot of books these days that end up get retroactively being kind of called the maxi series but it's clear that they have a, a good 12 issue story in mind but it's broken up into smaller arcs. Uh, Astonishing X-Men Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands, Darth Vader Deathstroke, Doctor Strange, Hawkeye, Iceman Spider-Man, Spirits of Vengeance, Superman The Jetsons, Unbelievable Gwenpool and more but what did I have a chance to read? Well first I got a chance to read Amazing Spider-Man and Venom Inc. Sorry, Amazing Spider-Man and Venom, Venom Inc. Alpha number one, um this is by Dan Slott and Mike Costa, artwork by Ryan Stegman. Uh, the segment art is great. It's just kind of a weird choice. Um, I'm not saying I don't necessarily like it, and I think Stegman's art is absolutely gorgeous. But in terms of like the writing, it's it's interesting because like it, it's you know you're in the Legacy Initiative, you're kind of trying to take uh, Venom back to you know. The, what people remember him being or remember him looking like so they're you're kind of bringing back to him a kind of a retro venom thing but this storyline is very much centered on who these characters have been more recently uh specifically with anti-venom and now we have flash thompson becoming as agent agent anti-venom by the looks of it basically in terms of what he looks like um you know, it, it's just, it's just feels like a, a weird kind of grab bag. And even like at the beginning where you have mania, like that's, that's kind of not that it's a deep cut for Venom fans, but, um, in terms of, you know, Venom's a character that people know, but his supporting cast or the characters that have been around him in the last few years or around the Flash Thompson version, not as well known. So the idea that you have mania, not a character that most people are even going to know, um, it's interesting, too, where, you know, when she gets taken out by a group of pe- people who basically look like senators is an interesting parallel, but I don't know if it's ever really... It never feels like it's really earned uh, or that it actually ends up meaning something here. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a weird go-around. Um, I'm not saying I didn't like the issue. And in the, and actually, even the ending, um, when you have... Who was it? Was it the looter uh, basically being absorbed into this, this group and becoming um, a, a symbiote? I guess it's supposed to be what's his name, uh, the most recent guy who was Venom, but then wasn't. But it's it's not even well put together in terms of now. There's a bunch of symbiote dudes. Um, I I feel that kind of dilutes the character. Like I feel like the core of the Venom and Spider-Man kind of dichotomy is that these these guys hate. You know, one of them hates each other, hates the other one and wants to kill him. And that was the very solid motivation. Now, obviously, over time, it kind of went away. And I say solid motivation, knowing that Eric Larson thinks it's stupid um, because it's you know jilted laundry. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, there is this iconic rivalry between the two characters, even if it is based on something relatively stupid. Um, there have been times in the you know. 
where they've tried to kind of make it more of a motivating factor why these characters would hate each other. I mean, when um, they killed off uh, Eddie Brock's wife, actually, ironically, I think in an issue by Eric Larson, um, Iggy, you know, Venom twisted it into him believing that it was because of Spider-Man that his wife died, not she killed herself because he was Venom. Um, which is super dark, but at least gives a motivation. Here, I don't know really what the motivations of the characters are really supposed to be. The idea of this kind of Venom ink feels like a 90s concept in that it takes, like, you know, let's, like, we like symbiotes, let's give everyone a symbiote a little too far. Um, I don't know. The art looks gorgeous. I just wasn't totally sold by the story. Um, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, the artwork is gorgeous. The storyline left, I thought, a little bit, more than a little bit to be desired. Uh, next up is Avengers 674. Uh, this is Worlds Collide Part 5 by Mark Wade and Jesus Says. Um, very entertaining and enjoyable issue. Great story. I love the idea of High Evolutionary having a son. What that means. Um, the kind of sacrifice that Viv makes here. Um, and then everyone's kind of having a funeral for her. What's interesting about that is then you have kind of her being in this white void. Um, it says to be concluded in Champions 15. So I'm wondering what that'll look like kind of leading up to No Surrender if she'll be in No Surrender if she'll be back by then or what have you but it, it was definitely interesting I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here that uh, last page that shot of everyone by her um, by her tombstone or by her memorial whatever you want to call it was definitely affecting I thought this was great it was a fun enjoyable kind of beat em up issue um, but they still kind of were able to develop some new plot points and I thought Mark Wade really nailed it uh, next up is Batman 36 um, this is by Tom King and I work by Clay Mann so really what's not to love because um, it looks absolutely gorgeous and Jordy Beller's colors are just phenomenal um, I think the only thing though is that like we've had when uh, Jeff Loeb would write Superman and Batman you would often get these kind of the dichotomy of the two characters on the same page you'd have their internal narration kind of belying one another and kind of showing that what one thought of each other and how the, the juxtaposition kind of worked and i thought here it went on a little long um you know you have these two characters definitely want to talk to each other but they're not willing to kind of talk to each other um and so we're getting these pages of superman and batman having thoughts about each other or talking to their respective others about each about each other, and I just felt like it went on a little long. Not to say I didn't like it, not to say it wasn't cute, and especially the ending where they end up on the same floor was actually pretty awesome. Um, I just thought, you know, it was it was a, a little too long in the tooth in terms of playing out, not a gag per se, but this element. I thought it could have been a lot shorter, and uh, I thought that it felt more padded. Uh, I didn't feel like it needed to be this long, and I felt like it didn't actually give you enough in an issue. Because um, you got a lot of, again, who isn't this kind of funny because of what the other person thinks about the other. Um, and again, I think we've had that in other places that doesn't feel as novel, and it's fun for a few issue, a few pages, but it's a full issue, I think it's a little much. Clayland's artwork is gorgeous. The story's still fine, like the dialogue's still fine, but there's no real plot here, and I felt like that detracted it. It didn't work as well as a single issue, because a lot of it's just talking, and a lot of it's just kind of being cute. Because you're... You know, having again two plots or two discussions or dialogues that are kind of running counter to each other because one is kind of this light, bright character, and one is dark, and how that kind of is a as a counteraction against one another. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. It wasn't like it, it wasn't a bad issue. It just I felt like it went on too long and didn't really give me enough of anything tangible. Uh, the artwork was absolutely gorgeous, though. Uh, next up is Batman White Knight. This is by Sean Murphy with Matt Hollingsworth. This is issue three of eight. 
Um, this is a lot of fun. It's just really interesting uh, to kind of see what this version of... I mean, obviously it takes Batman, it kind of takes him a little bit more to the extreme in terms of his own kind of anger and, and brutal nature and what losing uh, Alfred would do. And we also juxtapose that with a version of the Joker who's much more... Um, what's the word? Much more, you know, heroic. It, well, sort of. Not necessarily heroic. Well, he's trying to turn over a new leaf and kind of prove himself as, uh, again, the, the, this new white knight. It was interest- It's very interesting. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, next up is Captain America 696. Um, it's so interesting because I'm definitely enjoying it, and it definitely has a place. It's just interesting that, you know, Captain America is so off the stage right now. Like, he took over America, like, or at least a man with his face did, and now like, all the books are kind of, no one's none of the Marvel comics are really like, where's Steve? Or where is Captain America? What's going on? And this book just kind of downplays it a little but it's just, you know, Steve is just on the run, or a run from himself, just kind of trying to lie low and have a life, and not to say the issue isn't great, because it is, it's fantastic it's one of those things that can only happen in comics where, of course, you know, Captain America goes someplace just to go under the under the radar, and then it turns out, well, of course that's where Swordsman is. Of course that's this new Swordsman. Of course they end up in a fight. Of course, you know, things go poorly. But it's so masterfully told. The artwork by Chris Omni is absolutely gorgeous. Mark Way uh, is just a great storyteller, and having these two characters, sorry, these two characters, these two creators in the book, it's so phenomenal that even though... You know, ostensibly, not a lot is really happening. You're getting a great done in one, and it's this idea of this man needs to find himself. Um, and if losing your sense of identity because of someone else co-opting it is a pretty strong motivator to want to find oneself. Um, it just feels so weird because it feels like, you know, there should be more. Cap should be, you know, not necessarily in the limelight, but it just seems weird to have him so underground, so off the grid, um, considering what's happened. Um, but I, I still enjoy it, and it's interesting how they're kind of playing with the idea that when people kind of see them, it's a big deal. It's a sighting. Uh, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And last but definitely not least, well, maybe least, uh, with X-Men Gold 17. Uh, this is by Mark Guggenheim and Ken Lashley. This is the Negative Zone War Part 2. Um, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of this. Um, this kind of, I mean, I, it, it's, it feels very X-Men. I mean, space, Negative Zone, whatever. It's, you know, they're they're you know, on an alien area and deciding to, you know, save some of their own. And, uh, and they call it as something that may, looks like he really got hurt. But I don't know. It, it didn't really grab me uh, in the way that other previous issues of this book have. I'm going to give it a five. Um, so that is actually everything I'm talking about this week. That actually didn't take as long as I thought. Um, next week, some of the highlights include Action Comics, which has an appearance by Booster Gold, so I'm excited for that. All New Wolverine, Amazing Spider-Man, which continuing the Venom Inc. storyline. We got the Ben Reilly's Carl and Spider, which uh, continues kind of the, the Slingers characters uh, returning. Uh, we got Daredevil 596, new issues of Falcon, Jean Grey, Ragman, Runaways, Star Wars, The Flash, Punisher, Titans... Uh, X-Men Blue, and more. Um, so hopefully I'll have a chance to read some of those books uh, in time for an episode next week. Our next episode, episode 534, will be coming out either on the 15th or 16th. It depends on how late we are recording it. Probably on the 16th by the looks of it, uh, as we're going to be recording uh, an episode looking at uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which we'll be watching tomorrow as I speak. Uh, thanks for joining me. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen, listen to us on Stitcher. Again, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.